today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. I have to say it. I hope you don't tire of me saying it, but would to God that we would have this boldness and not sheepishly, you know, kind of walk it back and tone it down, soften it up. No, you're not of God, because this is what God's Word said. And if you say something that goes against that, and they said something that goes against this, you're lying. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Jeremiah. Have you ever had a soda that lacked the appropriate amount of sugar or carbonation? Doesn't taste quite right, does it? Today, Pastor J.D. is going to remind you that you shouldn't water down the Word of God. It's meant to be full of boldness and flavor. Share all of God's Word, not just the parts that people like to hear. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Jeremiah chapter 28 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Verse 1, chapter 28. Now, this... uh, (laughs) This happened in the same year. We don't know how much time has elapsed, but apparently Jeremiah is still wearing this yoke. I hope he's not going to bed with this thing, trying to sleep with it on. I hope he just puts it on in the morning when he goes out to prophesy. But it happened, verse 1, in the same year, at the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah king of Judah, in the fourth year and in the fifth month, that Hananiah, the son of Azur, the prophet who was from Gibeon. Oh, that explains everything. Gibeon? What do you mean? Oh, about five miles outside of Jerusalem, notorious for deception. We just talked about this in an update a couple weeks ago. Remember the Gibeonites deceived Joshua because they didn't want to be the next on the menu because there was a covenant that they could not make with the neighboring peoples close in proximity, and Gibeon knew it. And they had already taken Jericho and Ai, and they knew they were next. So what do they do? Talk about going against the Word of God. They uh, put on uh, slippers, all bus up, making it look like they journeyed for a long, long time from a land far, far away, and they got moldy bread, and they got wine skins that were all torn, and they show up five miles away. And they're Gibeonites. And here's Joshua going, "Uh, who are you? Oh, we're from a land far, far away. Look at our slippers. Look at them bread. When we left, it was fresh, so hot out of the oven. Now it's all moldy and old. Such a long journey from so far away. These wineskins, oh man, they're all torn and bust up. They were brand spanking new when we left. And what does Joshua do? He samples their provisions, but does not inquire of the Lord. 
And he makes a covenant with them only to realize he's been deceived. So apparently this is a, a Gibeonite. That right there should tell you everything. So his name, Hananiah. Jeremiah, he says, He spoke to me in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the priests and of all the people, saying, this is very public, verse 2, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Oh, you have, have you? Wow. They have a, a Hebrew word for this. It's called chutzpah. You know what that word means? Whoa, you got some nerve. Now keep in mind, this, this Hananiah is saying this in front of everyone to Jeremiah, who's wearing this yoke, saying, listen, I don't know what all the fuss is about, Jeremiah, but I, and he says, this is in the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. I am prophesying and speaking, thus says the Lord. Woo! That's that ooh again. I know, okay, that'll be the last ooh, but ooh. I wouldn't do that if I were you. you, you wait, you're saying that Thus says the Lord, you have, but you have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. <laughs> Can you imagine? I would have loved to have seen the look on Jeremiah's face. Can you see an eye roll here? Like, ugh, yeah. dude, really? I just got done speaking in the name of the Lord, thus says the Lord, that you're going to go under the yoke of the king of Babylon, and you're standing up in front of me, calling me out publicly, vehemently, directly, confronting and contradicting the word of the Lord. Let me get back from you where that lightning bolt comes down. Oh, it will, by the way. Spoiler alert, by the end of the chapter, it won't be a lightning bolt, but... I would have said a lightning bolt, but anyway. Verse 3, within two full years, he gets more specific. He's still prophesying in the name of the Lord. I will bring back to this place all the vessels of the Lord's house that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, took away from this place and carried to Babylon. No need to fear, Hananiah is here. Ooh. And it gets better. I will bring back to this place Jeconiah. This guy's got an eye problem. Ay, 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 ay. I will bring back to this place Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, with all the captives of Judah who went to Babylon, says the Lord, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. <laughs> Within two years. Okay. Wow. What? I got to be careful here because I, well, I actually put this down on my notes, so I'll let somebody else say it. Listen to this. This is so good, so apropos. Of this one commentator said the following, no doubt Hananiah's message was very popular. It was bold, patriotic, and uplifting. 
Whose church would you rather go to? Jeremiah's or Hananiah's? Oh, they're flocking in great numbers to Hananiah's church. Because I, I want to hear this. I want to, hey, when I leave, I want to feel good about myself. Listen, um, when you leave, you should feel good about God, not yourself. Oh, but <laughs> this was positive. This was optimistic. This was, oh, it was, it was seeker-sensitive. Nobody's, you know, this doom and gloom, Jeremiah's church, nobody there. I mean, if he had a family, they would be there, but he doesn't have a family, so there's nobody there. It's empty. The parking lot, empty. No need for parking lot attendance. Nobody there to park. Nobody there. But you go down the street, Hananiah's church, packed. Five services. Cannot find any parking. Why? Because I want to hear that. Hey, can I bring it into a little bit more modern day terminology? Whose YouTube channel would you subscribe to? Hananiah's or Jeremiah's? <laughs> whose, whose video, am I getting a little bit too personal here? Whose video would you watch and like? You can't dislike them anymore because they don't, they took that off. Have you noticed? Isn't that interesting? Well, sadly, Jeremiah's all got censored anyway, so he doesn't have them on YouTube anymore. But even if he did, I'd, you'd much rather watch Hananiah's video or go to Hananiah's church, because after all, he's talking patriotic. Let's take our country back. Let's take our people back. Let's take the vessels back. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to rise up and bring them back. And stop listening to Jeremiah. Just so doom and gloom. Man, he's so negative. So negative, that guy. That's all he talks about. He never has any positive messages. I just feel so horrible after I go to one of his services and listen to one of his <laughs> prophecy updates. Verse 5, then the prophet Jeremiah spoke to the prophet Hananiah, in the presence of the priests, and in the presence of all the people who stood in the house of the Lord. Again, you're going to call me out publicly, I'm going to respond publicly. And verse 6, the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. <laughs> okay, wait. The Lord do so. The Lord perform your words which you have prophesied to bring back the vessels of the Lord's house, and all who were carried away captive from Babylon to this place. Amen. Jeremiah, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, amen? That means so be it. Well, there's a bit of a sanctified sarcasm, I think, but it does seem that, in all fairness to Jeremiah, he would have loved for Hananiah to be right. Oh, if this were only true. Oh, would to God that Hananiah, this cup of suffering, this Babylonian captivity would pass from us. Amen. So be it. I would love nothing more 
than for you to be right. It's not right. It's not true. Verse 7, now it's going to get real. Nevertheless, hear now this word that I speak in your hearing, and in the hearing of all the people, the prophets, verse 8, who have been before me, and before you of old, prophesied against many countries and great kingdoms of war and disaster and pestilence. As for the prophets who prophesies of peace, when the word of the prophet comes to pass, the prophet will be known as one whom the Lord has truly sent. Oh, wow. Perfect. You see what Jeremiah just did here, right? First of all, a number of things. First, this is a great and godly response. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jeremiah, for this example. He's putting the onus of the burden of proof on this false prophet, Hananiah. He said, by the way, Hananiah, the prophets before me, I'm in good company, because they prophesied doom and gloom and famine and pestilence and war and disaster. And it came to pass. And there were those who did prophesy peace, and it came to pass. And that's actually the gauge. If it comes to pass with 100% accuracy, not 99.99999%, if it comes to pass with 100% accuracy, that's the litmus test by which you know that it's a true prophet of God. So Hananiah, you've just prophesied, and I guess we'll find out in short order whether or not you're true, truly, truly a prophet of God, if it comes to pass with 100% accuracy. By the way, and, and they have a word for this, it's called deterrent. If it came to pass only 99.99%, they kill you as a deterrent. 100%. No, it was pretty close. doesn't matter. You're stoned to death. Because you prophesied in the name of the Lord. It's a false prophecy. How do you know it's a false prophecy? It did not come to pass with 100% accuracy. That's how you know that it's truly a prophet of God and not a false prophet. Hananiah is a false prophet. Then, verse 10, Hananiah, now get this, this is, again, this is where you can't leave the scene yet, <laughs> the scene of the crime. It's a crime scene. This is criminal in a way, but I, I want you to stay there, put yourself there, use your God-given imagination. You're watching these two guys, Hananiah and Jeremiah, and throngs of people all around. And here's Jeremiah wearing this yoke around his neck, wood leather straps. And Hananiah and him are going back and forth. And Jeremiah, I would imagine very graciously, because he's a very gracious man, is just telling Hananiah, look Hananiah, you're wrong, and we're, we're going to find out that you're wrong, because that's how we know whether or not you're truly a prophet, if it comes to pass. So this did not go over very well with Hananiah. So what is his response? Verse 10, then Hananiah the prophet took the yoke off the prophet Jeremiah's neck and broke it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> oh yes, I did. And Hananiah spoke in the presence of all, and they're all watching this going, ooh, this is going to be good. And Hananiah spoke in the presence of all the people saying, thus says the Lord, even so I will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from the neck of all nations within the space of two full years. And the prophet Jeremiah beat him mercilessly. No, it doesn't say that. 
the JDV says that. <laughs> Jeremiah went his way, walked away. Oh man, Jeremiah, thank you again. I needed you to do that. What a great and godly response. You know, there does come a time when the best response is no response at all. And, and again, can you imagine? I mean, it's just words on the pages of our Bible or on, the, on this screen of our device. But again, here's this yoke, this visual prophecy, and this guy again has that chutzpah to take and break it. I mean, first of all, I'm looking at this guy going, get your own material, man. This was my visual prophecy from the Lord, this yoke, and you're taking it off my neck and breaking it and using it for your own false prophecy? Really? Anyway, that's just a side note. How dramatic. And then he takes it, breaks it, and then prophesies because of it. And then Jeremiah's like, I'm out of here, man. That is so good. I just, can I just enjoy this for one, one more moment before we move on? Because I, I, I just, I, I really admire this, because this, I wouldn't do that. I would be like, we're doing this, man. I can't believe you just broke my yoke. That was my yoke. God gave me that yoke and you broke it. We're doing this. <laughs> but no, he just walks away. And we're not told how long it was, but he's, uh, <laughs> verse 12, going to have to go back. Now the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah after Hananiah the prophet had broken the yoke from the neck of the prophet Jeremiah, saying, go and tell Hananiah. Do I have to, Lord? Saying, thus says the Lord, you have broken the yokes of wood, but you have made in their place yokes of iron. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put a yoke of iron on the neck of all these nations, that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon, and they shall serve him. I have given him the beasts of the field also. Then the prophet Jeremiah said to Hananiah the prophet, oh, this is good. Man, I would have loved to have seen this in a movie or a documentary even or a docudrama, possibly. Anyway, the prophet Jeremiah said to Hananiah the prophet, verse 15, Hear now, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you. Oh, would to God that men of God would have this holy boldness to speak up and stand up to the false prophets, say, you're not of God. You're not of God. God did not send you. You're a false prophet. You're lying. This is a lie. And you believe your own lies. You actually believe it, because you want to believe it. The Lord has not sent you. But, and here it is, man, you make this people trust in a lie. Therefore, verse 16, thus says the Lord, behold, I will cast you from the face of the earth. This year you shall die. Why? Because you have taught rebellion against the Lord. So verse 17, 
Here's how the chapter ends and the Bible study with it. You ready? So Hananiah the prophet died. Okay. The same year in the seventh month. Wow. Whoa. Can I say woo one more time? Woo. <laughs> woo. Now, I was kind of uh, trying to calculate this and the best that I could come up with, and you can correct me if my calculations are wrong, he died in the same year, the seventh month, but it seems that he had two months to repent, and he didn't. Two months from the time that Jeremiah boldly and rightly confronted him and said to him, the Lord has not sent you. You've made the people to trust in a lie. And now I have a prophecy for you, Hananiah, and God's going to have the final word. And here's the prophecy, you're going to die. God said it, that settles it, and two months later he dies. I'm sorry that that's how the chapter ends. I don't want to close in prayer just yet. <laughs> there is something here. It has to be said. It's true. It may be a hard truth, but it's truth nonetheless. The Hananias of this world, repent, or God's going to remove you. If you pose a threat to His people, and you're leading them astray to trust in a lie, and you're causing the people of God and trusting in a lie to rebel against God, God's not going to let that go on. God's very protective of His people, of His church, of His bride. If you pose a threat, He's going to take you out, man. This should be very sobering. This should make the hair on the back of our neck, presupposing we still have hair on the back of our neck to stand on end. This should send chills up and down our spiritual spine. God takes this very seriously. Again, I, I have to say it, I hope you don't tire of me saying it, but would to God that we would have this boldness and not sheepishly, you know, kind of walk it back and tone it down and soften it up. No, you're not of God, because this is what God's Word said. And if you say something that goes against that, and they said something that goes against this, you're lying. You're not true. You're false. You're not of God. You're a false prophet, and you better repent. I'd like to introduce you to a guy by the name of Hananiah. Well, I can't. It's <laughs> yeah, that's how seriously God takes it. Be very careful. Be very careful. Okay, I feel better now, and you feel horrible now. But that's good, right? You feel good about God. <laughs> right? You do? I just say that you do, because I do. I feel very protected, actually. <laughs> Thank you, God, for taking care of the Hananias. Thank you, God, for being true and every man a liar. Let God be true and every man a liar doesn't matter what they say. It only matters what God says. If it's in God's Word, it's God's Word. The end, period. 
Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. If you're enjoying these teachings in the book of Jeremiah, we encourage you to continue following through this series with us and to read on your own, too. God may reveal some things to you that you'll find interesting. In Spirit and Truth is a ministry out of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of In Spirit and Truth, go to calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're at our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. He also gives prophecy updates weekly that touch on the things happening right now. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Once again, that's calvarychapelkaneohe.com. If you'd like to access any of these things on our mobile app, you can do that too. Go to the Resources tab on our website. You can download from there. That's calvarychapelkaneohe.com. Thanks for listening today to this teaching in the book of Jeremiah. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. But until then, be thinking about what you heard today, what it meant for the people then, and what it means for you today in the here and now. Come learn what's coming up next here on In Spirit and Truth. Truth, truth.